Coffee Sketch Podcast is our take on the intersection of old tech and new tech, the space between the traditional practice of the hand-drawn sketch that has been performed by architects and designers for centuries, and the modern-day use of the hashtag as a representation of a sentiment or a movement. Each week, we plan to deliver a new pod about our ideas, sketches, and what's going on in our daily lives as we pursue our love of architecture, design, and sharing this knowledge with the next generation. I'm Kurt, and I'm in Flint. And I'm Jamie, and I'm in Austin. Hey, Jamie. What's up? Hey, Kurt. We're back. Yeah, we are. And this time, we have... I, I, I Well, before I get into the sketch, uh, I like to just dive right in. You know, and so I got to pause. Hold on, we, we got to just get we through the take take a the welcomes. Take a, take a sip of your coffee and <laughs> describe what you're drinking today. Well, the yeah, because I guess I'm so amped because the tryptophan buzz has worn off, right? And we've we've flown through another holiday, um, but but again, we're gonna kind of play with time a little bit and go back. But yes, before. Um, before all that, um, I'm still drinking um, some of this new coffee that we've got, and maybe that's why I'm a little excited. You know, we have uh, um, these, well, I, I can't really tell you where they're roasted because the uh, bulk food store that we got it from um, uh, called it a house blend, so, you know. It's I a, thought you were going to say like nice the mellow, the bulk mellow. food store isn't isn't currently a sponsor of this podcast, but you really love their coffee <laughs> and you want you want to get them going. So um, I sh- I should yeah. Although yeah. I you know maybe we need to talk about buildings or sketches in East Lansing, Michigan though. Um, yeah, I, th- I think I think we're going to have to plan that sort of graffiti art mural trip and and maybe a. Uh, get uh get the two of us out in the wild doing some sketches and drinking some of this uh um, yes you know coffee a- across michigan that yeah. sounds excellent to me yeah it does sound like a plan for 2020 yeah and uh not not something that is impossible to execute we have a way we will add that to the list. So I have diverged from my normal um, coffee rules, and I actually got um, it. Just spoke to me. Um, uh, it's I. I'm not a big fan of sort of flavoring in your coffee. Mm-hmm. And I, I know this. And it just it's not a thing for me. And yet this. Like you're gonna be t- so shocked what I bought. So I got a Starbucks um, breakfast blend that has vanilla in it. Ooh, yeah, and it's Whoa. it's it's uh you know so it's not even like a dark roast. I mean it's a much lighter roast, and then it has uh-huh. this sort of vanilla flavoring um, that's sort of infused with it. Um, and you know, still grinding the beans so that it's a little bit fresher, but um, mm-hmm. definitely really enjoying it. It's a, uh, it's really pretty nice. Can you taste it, the vanilla? Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. So like, uh, but is I, it but like I think I'm real vanilla I, or a fake vanilla? It's probably fake. I'm, oh. I, I'm not oh. gonna, not gonna say. But I it tastes, tastes oh, yeah. good though. No, it definitely tastes good. And I think you know maybe that's just 
you know, this time of year, kind of when you're, you know, November into December, um, I'm thinking about sort of holiday baking and vanilla is definitely Mm -hmm. a part of that. So um, I think it's Mm -hmm. just that flavor and smell that, uh, uh, you know, kind of getting some other senses involved and and definitely uh, this sort of spoke to me. So I'm kind of running with it right now. Cool. Moving on from the Cafe Dumont, getting yeah. to well, I, I still, a... I still, I still indulge with that, but uh, I still uh, have some some left, so um, we're uh, kind of enjoying both. You know, one other thing about coffee. Um, oh, sorry. Is uh, did I tell you that um, um, Danielle broke my French press? <laughs> no. Do tell. We it had to. We finally replaced it. We've it. But for say a couple weeks, uh, yeah, she. So that's uh, what happened to the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> couldn't couldn't do it because I didn't have any coffee to ma- coffee maker to make coffee. It was a casualty of the sink being a crowded sink that it got crushed by mm. uh, something else. It was one of those. Have you seen the brand Bodum? B or I don't yes, know, that's how I have. B-O-D-U-M. Yes. They make kind of this pretty simple French press. Well, it has a glass beaker, you know, and it got it got broken. And uh and now we replaced it with another version of that. But not without uh me doing a couple of cowboy cups of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's what the term is. That's what I'm using, but anyway, um You are speaking to someone in Texas. Yeah, I know. I gotta watch out. The uh basically, you know, throw grounds into a, oh, a yeah. cup of hot water and yeah. stir it around and, and then try and scoop out the grounds. Yeah, yeah. kinda hope it yeah. So you know, puts hair hair on your chest. It's like uh yeah. Something. Or <laughs> tar in your body. So I'm I I may do, but I, I'm glad I I don't have to do that and have a new French press. Oh. But yeah, Excellent. So. Just to fill you in on the last couple of weeks. So um, I, I'm I'm officially saying that there's maybe some of this mystery of why there was a delay in some of our podcasting. I I'm not sure it was all due to uh, you know me and the you know people thinking I'm not sketching, but I'm sketching. You just wait. But I think yep. also some of it was somebody couldn't be pressing their coffee the way they liked it. The lost episodes. It's the lost episodes <laughs> are back, and the mystery is solved. Yeah, that's right. And so, what we're the way we're going to do that is by talk about this last this sketch that is from the last day of October. So right. we're bending time a little bit, but we I didn't want to leave it out. Um, it was and, a good one. Uh, it's been fun to kind of run through Arctober, and I felt like it wouldn't be complete with at least, you know, the last episode and then this one to, uh, you know, the last day of the month, you know, Halloween. It wouldn't, and we certainly weren't going to do 31 podcast episodes. um, Right. Yeah. I get to cherry pick. You get to cherry pick this month. I, I, I'll, I'll I'll let you do that. And this one is, this one is a favorite. I like, I, I I do love this sketch. Oh, good. And um, I, I, so which was the, prompt was it the the hashtag ripe was that the prompt or was it not vacant 
<laughs> you know, yeah, I don't remember the prompts so, so, from the first day. So, so this one, this one, I actually jumped. I, I this is me jumping the shark a little bit. Is that, uh, um, so instead of Arc Inktober, I actually went to the actual Inktober, and mm-hmm. I looked at the Inktober prompts because you know they are kind of the original, and then the architects, uh-huh. you know, thought, hey, that's a really good idea we're going to grab it and run with it ourselves and, uh. and sort of make it our own and then act like nobody else is playing. But um, <clears throat> I, I think as architects are wont to do, <laughs> yes, as architects with our <laughs> egos, you know, we will find a way uh, to make it our own. Um, but yeah, I, I think in this one, I, I, I found sort of an interesting way to kind of play with both prompts and use both of them, um, which no, was okay. sort of a subtle, you know, sort of a subtle challenge um for myself and I, I so I, I found a um um in this particular case I went back through some old photos that I'd taken and and was working on um some social media posts um of some design work and and um I found this one and and sort of kind of was thinking about prompts and was kind of knew that at the end of the month I really wanted to kind of um, spend the time on it. Just, just as if you remember in an earlier episode, we talked about the first one for this month. Um, I really spent a lot of time on it. Um, this one, I had a little bit extra time. So I, I, I did that with this as well. Um, notice there is no mention of how long the sketch is. Um, <laughs> there's lots and lots of hatching. Um, but yeah, uh-huh. this, yeah. So this one was, um, uh, born out of a photo of one of my projects. Um, and uh, it was something that was, you know, more stylistic of an ar- architectural photography shot. Um, mm-hmm. Lots of light and shadow. Um, but I thought the this particular project was really important how we cited it amongst some existing landscape elements um, mm-hmm. and the, the trees and kind of the idea of ripeness um, in the landscape and uh, even a play on words where where a project is sort of ripe for a new beginning. Um, and so that, you know, this particular project was um, recently completed and uh, is a brand new business and wonderful clients. And um, I, I, I'm really hoping that their business is as successful as I think it will be. Um, so I thought about it being ripe. And then, but then at the same time, there's that, architect in me who <laughs> takes pictures without people in them um <laughs> so uh you know the building is not vacant um i think the actual arc arc tinker arc inktober prompt um was uh vacant and so i uh, kind of uh, uh. Alt- altered the prompt a little <laughs> bit but awesome um, yeah oh cool you know so w- what drew me to this was the the tree the form of the tree, which is it a live oak? You call those live oaks in Texas, or is it a different yes. kind of tree? Yes. No, no, it, it's a. It is. Um, it, it's a live oak. Okay, so those trees are really. I I don't see. We don't have that kind of variety of of an oak, or if if some kind of uh, what do you call it genetic um family member of that tree species lives up here i don't know 
if I've crossed paths with it, but those are really cool to me because of their, oh, I don't even know, gnarly sort of, uh, they, they have wide, a, yeah, twisting they, arms. Mm-hmm. And, and they, they, they very, I don't know what the word, they have a humanness, like a, what's the word? Anthropomorphic. Anthropomorphic. Yeah. It has, is a figural kind of, um, yeah. look if you, if you sort of keep it simple, but yeah, it's an, not, it's anthropomorphic not like a straight would be appropriate. up. And, yeah. Like if you imagine a tree, even a, <clears throat> a more, even one that say has split, like, so a tree has one trunk goes up and then has all the branches and the small branches and the leaves and all that. That's like all the trees we have, you know, pretty typical, but if it splits, yeah, then you, you maybe you got something interesting, got two two trunks and they kind of split fork, do that. But these they just have this sort of wandering nature to them. So they really represent this sort of uh asymmetry, I guess. And then so it's probably what is popping out in this picture, this sketch of yours, is the asymmetry of the tree against the the more symmetrical architecture behind it with your patterned walls and columns, uh, you know, the rhythm of the column grid and these patterned, um, are they like a sliding wall or is it like it, a fixed it, wall? It is. They are sliding panels. And so um, um, in this particular case, and those were some of the photos I was playing with where um, we were repositioning the sliding panels uh, and they sort of, uh, not sort of, but they do create different shadow patterns, um, different levels of transparency into the space. And then functionally, um, it really um, gives a little bit of whimsy to that exterior facade. So um, you can configure the wall um, into a couple different positions, and it really gives a little bit more flexibility to the space, but at the same time gives... Um, a couple different um, patterns to the actual exterior of the building. Um, and that sort of mm -hmm. juxtaposition that you're suggesting, I think is intentional um, or at least instinctual. Uh, there's mm -hmm. the, you know, they, when you're doing a project that's sort of in an ex-urban kind of environment, you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, urban projects that you're working with in a context of other buildings um, streetscapes, parks, people, cars, um, you know, other, you know, urban elements in an ex-urban environment, you're, you're really out in the landscape and you're trying to sort of find ways to sit lightly on the land, mm -hmm. a la like a Glen Murcutt. Um, mm -hmm. A building like this, which is uh, a lot about barn love, so you know, there's. Mm. I, I didn't. I, I should have put that hashtag in. That's a an act. <laughs> barn love. Barn love. Uh, it's <laughs> one of those, you know, um, sub uh, architecture hashtags where you know you're you're dabbling in the Lake Flato world um, of mm. uh, uh -huh. of that sort of Texas vernacular. Um, okay. But I think it's, you know, that, that Texas vernacular sort of resonates in other parts of the country, obviously. Um, and in this, in this particular case, there's, you know, 
the the barn and uh, barn raising and that form and the grid all have a, a functional aspect to how that building is constructed. And in this particular case, I think that becomes an interesting backdrop. And then at the same time, there's this other stage um, that you're starting to see glimpses of through that screened facade. And, mm-hmm. and I liked that layering of the space. The, and you know, the, this tree is also kind of, even though it's an asymmetrical form, it's sitting right in the middle of the spine of the sketch, the yeah. sketchbook. You're using two pages. And, and so it has this interesting, like it's there. So it's seemingly kind of static because it's so central, but then it's moving all around in front of, you know, the, the busier building behind. So is that like, is that indoor outdoor space? Yes. Is it, is. A roof? Okay. it is. Yeah. It's, it, it actually has a, um, uh, a real, um, kind of high pitched form. Um, you're, you're actually seeing the building on the long side. Um, mm-hmm. but it's, I, 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 now that I'm looking back at the image and sort of listening to you, um, describe what you saw and sort of what you were drawn to in it. Um, uh, did you get the sense? Cause this was, um, that the tree was lit differently than the building. Yeah, it does. It al- well, it almost seems that like the tree and the building are uh, two different sketches, ah. but drawn on the same on the same page. It well, does pop differently because of the, ha- the the darkness of the building. Well, um, it's I really wanted the. That's interesting. You say that that they pop differently because the um, the tree is drawn all with a squiggle. So I purposely uh-huh. drew uh-huh. Um, all the lines and edges of it with a almost like a continual line drawing. Right. Uh, we talked about that, you know, kind of drawing technique. And, and I find myself using that when I'm trying to draw certain landscape elements um, so that they really get um, a more rounded texture. So they, they have more of a volume of form as opposed mm-hmm. to something that is squared off, um, for lack of a better term. Um, and so the, the tree really has those sort of sinuous limbs, those anthropomorphic elements that you were talking about. And mm-hmm. that, that sort of sketch style really does it. In this particular case, I was really also trying to concentrate on um, the tree is lit a little bit differently than the rest of the building. And uh, the building almost acts a little bit like a lantern at times. So the uh-huh. the exterior for um, a consciousness from the client as well as us as the designer was to um, night sky perf- um, uh, principles. So we didn't want to have, we wanted to have um, preserve sort of a dark sky idea and okay um and really allow for proper stargazing the the community that this is actually um situated in is actually a a dark sky community um okay so it's it's an official one and um they actually do do stargazing events um at their at their property 
And so oh, cool. the, the, the building itself is, is more internally lit as opposed to externally lighting it. And there are some ground lights that do light some of the um, more distinctive trees. Um, all of it's controllable, obviously. But in this particular uh-huh. case, I, I was really trying to hint at that um, because it's something that we were very conscious of while we were designing it. Um, and I think it, it really adds to the character of the, of the space. Oh yeah. Well, well, a, that's cool that there's consideration to dark sky. Um, especially as our, we populate the, the, the landscape kind of, you know, hearkening back to our chat in the last episode about delirious New York, right? Right. (laughs) Man's, man's, uh, uh, overlay or, um, imposition on the, uh, natural elements and so you know kind of thematically tying these two together um you know your consideration with the client to preserve the natural elements as best you can and then honor them not only with the building by maintaining a sort of distance but also strategically using a little bit of lighting to to sort of boost and accentuate the the landscape and let the building be dark when it needs to be dark and and daylit when it's daylit cool i mean that's just that's just really cool and it's all all baked into you know into the one sketch right um and you you know it's interesting i was gonna say and i love the fact that you sort of tagged it as almost a sketch over another sketch um you know, between the two elements. I just, I, I, I keep staring at it and thinking that that's a great way to describe it. I, I would, I would <laughs> never have said that, but I, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're welcome. The, but I also didn't, I didn't quite catch the squiggle. I like that idea of the squiggle on the organic form and then the rigid lines on the, uh, man made form. Um, and are those posts and beams made out of wood or steel? A uh, combination. Okay. Because I always, I mean, this is probably a, something we should remember for another day, but um, sometimes, especially when looking at like trees like that, you know, and then to think about the straight uh, dimensional lumber that we make out of trees and then thinking about like, you know, a tree this is such a existential thing. <laughs> no, it's but a tree is so it's structural in its own natural way, but then we want to extrude it or chop it up into these sticks, these straight sticks, you know, which it's not it's not how a tree grows, right? You know, that's why Right. When these things dry out, you know, they start bending because they want to be bent or you know, they want to be curved and things like so uh, you know that's a something we should probably think about for another day yeah we can talk about Um, the forestry institute and 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 the different cuts of lumber um and um that's a materials and methods yeah yeah, it's uh i'm i'm envisioning my materials and methods prof and and uh loved him but yeah uh anyhow that's a i'm visualizing the diagrams of yes This is how you get the center cut of 
the log. Oh, man, um, and yeah. then I'm thinking, then I go immediately to Twin Peaks and the Log Lady, and then we're we're down a Dev- David Lynch rabbit hole, and our efforts at trying to be under a certain time limit for this episode are just going out the window really fast. <laughs> but it's all about I the know, coffee. Right? It's all about the coffee. Damn fine <laughs> cup of coffee. So I'm leaving That's it there. Got us here. Yeah, I'm yep. leaving it there. And sounds um, good. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for bringing that sketch back. Thank you for listening. We both hope that you enjoyed this episode of Coffee Sketch Podcast. Our theme music is provided by my brother who goes by at Cold Fashion on Instagram and Twitter. Our podcast is hosted at coffeesketch.buzzsprout.com. Find more show notes and information from this episode. And finally, if you like what you heard, please rate us on iTunes and share us with your friends. Thank you.